Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated exclusively to helping you create and live into a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. It's possible, and we have a guest, a special guest today, Sarah Jane, who specializes in a way, one of many, to help us find energy and power. And her one of her tools is about names, and we'll let her tell us about that in a minute. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Well, I'm delighted to have you here, and we had a chance to speak the other day for a bit, and I enjoyed that conversation as well. One of the things I, or something I always start with is just a question about this ultimate life. So we hear, I define living the ultimate life as having a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that we create by serving with our divine gifts. How would you define living the ultimate life? Loving yourself, having a confidence and a belief in yourself, in your abilities. Because when you love yourself and you have that confidence within yourself, then actually, to me, that brings about everything you've just said. (laughs) It helps you to do just that, to live a life of purpose, to support and help others, to hopefully live that life for themselves. So I really, I really, really love that because you've made a, you know, words have such a powerful influence. And the way you've described that, you said to really love yourself. And to me, that includes like understanding who you are and what you're about. And if you truly, we have so much of self-dismissive behavior and self-denigration and all that negativity. And the way you said it, as much as the words you said, where if you love yourself, then that is the fountain, essentially, from which all that other cool stuff flows. Now, I have a second question that's related to that a little bit. And online and, you know, in, in the marketing hype and everything we have, we see a lot of, excuse me, a lot of... Um, stuff about, oh, you know, live your purpose and tell your story and make money and do good and blah, blah, blah. And uh, some of it feels squirmy and it feels like people are parroting other things and, and some are very sincere in saying that. And so my question is, do you believe it is truly possible for a person to live that life, that ultimate life, or is that just hype? No, I genuinely believe it's possible. Um, My start in life left me feeling very insecure. 
um, not feeling loved, worthy or anything like that. So the total opposite to the way I feel about life and myself now. And I had my wake up call. That's what I refer to it as the stuff that goes wrong and helps you to sort of see, actually, (laughs) my life isn't as it should be. And I think by coming from that place of not loving myself and then finding, hang on, do you know what? Because I'm never taught to love myself. It was never okay to even think about yourself. And certainly if somebody said, where do you come on the list? The truth of the matter is you didn't come anywhere on the list. Everybody else came before you. And That is one of the big things that I think, if you like, is wrong with the world. You've got those people who really put themselves first, but are the really selfish people. And you've got those people who put themselves first to keep their health, their well-being in place so that they can genuinely be there for others. There is a great difference between loving yourself and caring about yourself. And the word selfish. <laughs> well, I, the way that it strikes me is, uh, and the way I love it, what you're saying, and I, I totally agree, and I describe it as a difference between self-love and self-indulgence. And <clears throat> so I want you to talk more about that because we are not taught that. We are not allowed to be genuinely and deeply concerned. Yeah, we have to take care of ourselves, eat and exercise and do whatever and blah, blah, blah. But it isn't taught at all in a sense of a divine opportunity and obligation to care for the sacred being that is yourself, not to the exclusion of others, but so that you are available to do things for in that in that service capacity. So talk some more about that. So when I have clients coming to me and I sort of really encourage them, especially those that are coming for something sort of like an Indian head massage or just a, a general Reiki session, just to help them and support them through the next month or whatever it is. And it's make the me time. You know, and a lot of these people are carers or, or do other sort of jobs like that. Amazing people. But they come to me so that they have that me time, so that they can re-energize and so that they then have that energy. And it's encouraging people to say and saying to them, give yourself that me time. It doesn't mean you have to go for a massage once a month. Me, I love going for a walk out in nature. Whatever that me time is for you. And being prepared to say, do you know what? What you've just asked me does not feel right to me. I'm really sorry, but no. I love that. And I want you to talk about two more things. One is you gave me a a special experience when we chatted before, and it ties right into this. And, And that is the everyone knows that their favorite word in the language is their name. And, you know, people say that people's favorite word is their name. And some people say it a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's a true thing. And to the extent we have signified our beingness with our name, it's really important. And how people say it and and how it sounds and feels is so whether we realize it or not or, or anything matters a lot. 
So talk about this work and this um, offering that you give to people with respect to their name because it connects to me with this care, this self-care, and it's something different than I had heard before in the way you described it. So tell me some more about that. One of the things with the what I've learned and helped me on my own healing journey, which is the way I refer to how I come to be so much more confident, was toning the use of the voice. And then you can tone somebody's name, but you can do it for yourself. And I've worked with lots of people with their name. And I've had people hate their name because with so many people, the only time they ever hear it is when they're in trouble or when somebody wants something. Yeah. And that, that's a very negative <clears throat> feeling around your name. To the extent I've worked with people who've changed their name. And I know because I'm actually one of them. I changed it as a young child, mm. um, which is why I'm now Sarah Jane. I was christened Sarah Jane, no hyphen, but I was Jane as a baby. And then when I went from my first school to my second school in a totally different town, because of all the negative stuff that had happened, I told the new school I was called Sarah. And the biggest enlightenment to me was the only person who'd ever rejected me was me when I changed my name. And so by working with my name, by working with both Sarah and with Jane, I'm now Sarah Jane, so I honour the whole of me. And what I've been able to do with many people who've changed their name is I've actually had people say, I'm changing it back. But my encouragement there is still for them to work with both names. Because the period of time, I haven't changed back to Jane because I'd had by the time I understood that, I'd had over 40 years of being Sarah. And that, and seriously, that would have been just another rejection of self. So if people are, were, are concerned about opening their mouth, and I say call it toning because it is toning, but some people would listen to it and say, but that's singing. Um, it isn't for me, but, um, and I channel this sound. But if you're not comfortable with toning your name singing your name just speak it because you are asking absolutely nothing from yourself all you are saying is i acknowledge you and when people experience the energy many people actually feel that not just that honoring you know when i bring that energy to them not just that honoring but they feel that pure, unconditional love that is theirs, that is every single one of ours. If only we allow ourselves to tap into it, to tune into it. And so start by speaking your name if you haven't got the confidence to really open your mouth and allow a sound out with it. I love what you're teaching. And it's so true. I agree with you. I have clients look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love themselves, including their name, to say, to look at the, look in their own eyes and do that. And it's for the same reason. 
And it makes me reflect with the heaviness of heart. Why do you suppose it is that we do such a poor job of, because most people that I talk to, and unless I talk to a weird sample, don't have a healthy self-image, don't have a healthy self-love. They find themselves negative. They speak harshly to themselves. They treat themselves in a way that they wouldn't treat their best friend. And that's a very common illness. And some have it a lot worse than others. Okay, some have total awful self-loathing and some just kind of mild. Why are we doing such a rotten job helping people understand that self-love, loving yourself in a good and healthy way, which means honoring the sacred being that you are, honoring the temple that's your body, honoring the purpose and mission you have in the world, that there's somehow something wrong with that. Like, what's wrong with this, that we're doing this thing to the kids by and large? I think what we've got to realise is certainly the era that I'd say you and I were brought up in. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. But it was an era of, I was sort of brought up as a Catholic. And of course, within Catholicism, you know, it's it's a sin to love yourself. You know, it's, it, you have to think of others first. You, it, every, it's got to be about everybody else. Uh, going to a Catholic school being within a household where my grandparents also lived as well. Um, and you felt like the bottom of the pecking order. You know, as I said about your name, the abiding memory that majority of people have of their name is you're getting told off for doing something. And let's put it this way. Children will push the boundaries. That's what they're meant to do. Or yeah. you're being told to do something. We're not, and because what is highlighted in our lives, oh, you got that wrong, didn't you? But school, and it doesn't, doesn't matter what school, if you've got a teacher that was about, well, you got that wrong, you know, and sort of, and you're almost berated for what you got wrong, but there's no praise for what you get right. We learn so, that, and it's drilled into us. And I, I interrupted you, so finish your thought, please. So that, that's it, isn't it? We have that abiding memory of the negative. The negative is the strongest in you. And as my youngest sister said in the English dictionary, there are 6,000 plus words that can be perceived as negative to just under, I think, 2,000 words that are positive. That is the imbalance in the way we actually learn to speak. So I want, tell me what happened. Like you were, raised, you were raised with the same difficulties as all of us and perhaps perhaps, and very likely a special set that uniquely belonged to, to Jane at the time, Sarah Jane today. Uh, so what changed you? What made you wake up and begin to allow the beauty of self-care, self-love, honoring your divineness? What, what happened to allow that into you? Um, I had a wake up call and it was called a broken jaw that I didn't know was broken for a week. A dentist broke it, extracting a wisdom tooth, which resulted in a two hour operation and six months of pain and sleepless nights. Now, when you don't get very much sleep for six months, you are absolutely exhausted. I can and imagine. I was a, 
I was a people pleaser. I was working full time. I was studying accountancy and I was trying to run my home. Gratefully, we didn't have any children, but I did have a husband that was more like a child. Okay. <laughs> and expecting everything to be done. Um, um, and, and something had to give. I had not got the energy for it all anymore. And um, the study went, the marriage did go, <laughs> but the people-pleasing went. The people-pleasing absolutely went. There was just suddenly that light bulb moment that was, hang on, why am I worrying about what everybody else is thinking about me when they're not? They are so tied up and immersed in their own lives that the majority of the time, I'm not even a second thought. I'm not even a third thought. I'm thought. I'm nowhere on the list. So why am I worrying about what other people are thinking about me? And that light bulb moment, and I don't, all I can say is it was a gift. It was right. an absolute gift from source, universe, whatever you want to call it. It was a gift. And it was just like, ah, it was almost like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Now, don't get me wrong. That was the beginning of it. I'd already said goodbye to the marriage at that stage. Um, and it was the, the start that helped me to then take those steps forward. Those, it's always fun. Fun, interesting, powerful, and true that the invitations or the interventions from the divine are always issued as invitations. So we, we're past our time, and I know that we could talk about this for a long time. I want you to tell us, tell our listeners, where they can find out more about you. What would be the best way to find out more about the work that Sarah Jane does and connect with you, follow you, and so forth, if they were desirous to do that and hear more of your gift? The website is called vocalreiki.com, which is, uh, I, 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 this is I'm English, uh, V-O-C-A-L-R-E-I-K-I, vocalreiki.com. No hyphens, no nothing, just vocalreiki.com. And there are tasters that you can go and experience, not with the name, unfortunately, because obviously that is very specific to you, but I do offer tasters of that, so people can can sort of you know ask. Don't no, I'm asking. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming today, and, I, and as far as that experience is concerned, you gave that gift to me, and I appreciated it, and I've thought about it a lot, and this conversation has reminded me of that experience. So, thank you for showing up today uh, with bells on to to love and give. Uh, kindness and encouragement to our audience. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. So I want to encourage you to listen to this a couple of times and check Sarah Jane out at vocalreiki.com, V-O-C-A-L-R-E-I-K-I, vocalreiki.com. I think it's a cool name. And I can tell you that if you give in to this urge to love yourself, not as self-indulgent nonsense, but truly caring for the divine being that you are, what will happen is you'll feel better, you'll find your divine gifts and talents, and you'll wake up to the opportunities you have to live your ultimate life. Open your heart.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your